Today's message is framing your world with truth. Framing your world with truth. For those of you that are regular attenders, we started a few weeks ago. Uh, the name of the sermon was Framing Your World. And then we went to Framing Without a Square. Some of you understand that. Some of you don't. And now we're going to talk about framing your world with truth. We have CDs out there on each one of those. So if, if you wasn't here, I'd encourage you to grab, grab those. Because of the spiritual truths that are in those sermons, everyone needs to hear them. So the first week, framing your world, we looked in Proverbs 18.21, and it says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And many believers and many non-believers alike, we just throw around words, you know, like, like they don't mean anything. But the truth is, they're very important. You know, you can even see it sometimes manifested in our children or even our pets. How many of you have ever seen an old dog that's been kicked all the time? You can see. You can see the manifestation of the words or the actions that's been sown into that, into that pet. And so, so our words have meaning. They're, they have the ability to bring death. They have the ability to bring life. And that's a choice that, that we have. That's a choice that we make, whether we want to build someone up or, or if we want to tear something down. That's a choice that we make. And then the second week, we talked about, hey, let's go ahead and move this over. Who wants to help here? Come on up, guys, you young guys. Who, the strongest young guys over here, who are they? Come on. Come on. Not guys, girls too. Girls, are you girls stronger than these boys? No? What? I thought for sure you would jump up and... Mark, Mark, let's go ahead and stand this up. George, you want to come up? Come up here, Bear. Chris, come up here. Come up here and get a hold of this thing. Mark, Mark's going to tell you how to do it. So anyway, framing without a square. Now, without realizing it, many times this is what we do in our life right here. Framing, thank you guys. Framing without a square. All right, good job, George. Hey, is four enough for this or we need more? Do we need... Four is enough. Hey, uh, many of you was here last week while they're doing that. Many of you were here last week and we built a bridge here. On the inside. All right. Give them. Yeah. Well, last week we had a bridge here uh, for Easter Sunday, and, we, and, and I preached on that, and that CD's out there too. But anyway, how many of you wonder what we did with that bridge? Yeah. Nobody cares? <laughs> Nobody cares. Well, I'm not going to tell you then. No, no, somebody does care. All right, we put it out here by Ranger Hill, and it's going to lead across the creek to the zip lines. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these young, strong people, they helped us carry it out there yesterday. So, so the second week of that was framing your world without a square. And as you can see, this was built with no square, no level. And I think if you look real close right here, it has Chester Hedden's name on it right there. Uh, you're welcome. So anyway, but see, this is what we do when we frame our world without the Word of God keeping us on track. 
we build, we build walls that are crooked. We, we have, you can, you can get in here barely and you know, you have one side that has a little protection on it and you have a roof that has holes in it. And I mentioned that if you stand way over in one corner, you might be safe. And then again, you might not. But see, this is what it's like when we, when we talk about and we frame our world without something to keep us on track. See, if we, you know, if we don't have something to keep us on track, you know what ends up happening? Is all these crazy influences of the world, they influence us. And then all of a sudden, we're agreeing with the world when God's Word says one thing. Well, we don't agree with that God's Word because we don't know what it says. But what we do here is the world, and we end up building something like this. Now, how many, wanna, how many want your family to move in that? Huh? Come on over, friends. We'll have a great time in this mess I've built. Come on over. A life is framed without a square or without some type of guidance will not withstand a storm in life. It won't withstand anything. A little bit of, little bit of turbulence from this crazy world that we live in will penetrate right through that and destroy that. And you all know I've been wanting to knock that down for, what, three weeks now. And I haven't done it yet. So, so that's what we talked about, framing our world without a square, with, with, without, a, without a level, without anything to keep us on track. But see, God wants better for that, better for us. We looked in James 3.10, it says, blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. And I mentioned what the Scripture's talking about there is that the blessings of God, we come in here and we praise Him and we glorify Him. And blessings come out of our mouth or we, we tell our children that we love them and, and, and we care for them and we love our, those around us and we love our church. And those are the blessings that come out of our mouth. But if we're not careful, an hour later, cursing is coming out of our mouth. Things that, and it's not a four-letter word. When it talks about cursing, it's not talking about a four-letter word. It's talking about things that come out of our mouth that go against the Word of God. That goes against, is contrary to what God's Word says. Does that make sense? So blessings and cursings, this is just one of the things that keeps us messed up. When we, when we praise God and we agree with God one day, and the next day, uh, things come out of our mouths that disagree with God and disagree with His promises. Now let me add this morning, and th this is very important. James 1, 6 says, but when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. In other words, Make sure when you pray or make sure when you speak, you line up with God's Word. When, when something comes out of our mouth, we need to line up with God's Word, and this is why. It says, do not waver, for a person with divided loyalties is unsettled as a wave of the sea, tossed by the wind back and forth. Now, now listen to this. Such a person should not expect to receive anything from God. How many want to receive something from God? Well, we can't do it by arguing with God. But many times that's what we do. 
We praise Him and we agree with Him in prayer and then we walk out of our prayer closet and then we speak against the things that we just prayed about. Amen. It's true. It's true. So today, we're going to talk more about what God wants us to build. Something that will hold up to the trials of this world. Something that will hold up to the storms of this life. Something that will hold up to when turbulence comes to your marriage. When turbulence comes to your job or, or, or to your children. Something that will stand and nothing will knock it down. See, that's what we got to get a hold of. Is that our words matter. And it's our choice whether we build something like this or whether we build something like this. Chester had a name right there, too. <laughs> Let me, oh, okay. This is when, this is before Chester got saved. <laughs> and this right here. Right there, that's after Chester got saved. And I seen it happen right before my very eyes. How many of you knew Chester before he got saved? Boy, he's an honorary cuss, wasn't he? Well, most of you were too, so we can't pick on him too bad. So we have to decide, are we going to frame our world without a square, or are we going to frame our world with truth? And I, I, I want you to get this, so I want to read a little bit of this. So, so here's what happens. Here's what happens. Oh, we get, oh, woe is me, the devil has really beaten me up today. I can't hardly make it. Everything is going wrong, and we're putting little old dinky staples in that that won't hold nothing. And we're building that thing crooked, and it won't hold up. Or we can say, that might be how it feels, but Isaiah 54 says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You see that? So we choose to build that and go with our emotions and our feelings and the things that we see, or we can build this, standing on the Word of God, agreeing with the Word of God that declares that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen. Another one, oh, my kids, they're off track. My marriage is off track. I, I have no hope. I think it's over. There, there's no way to do it. We, I, I can't do nothing about it. We build that. Or we can, we can agree with God when John 4, 4, it says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And we can declare that. Not because of who I am, but because the greater one is inside of me. Because I am no longer a child of wrath, as the Bible says, but now I'm a child of the king. A child of God. Amen. Oh, I'm down and out, and I'm weary. What, a few weeks ago? How, you guys older, the older folks in here? It's a big one, Martha. It's a big one. <laughs> Sanford and Sons. Anybody watch Sanford and Sons? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what the Bible says? In Romans, you, you might not believe this. Romans 8, 11, it says the same spirit. Listen up. 
The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it dwells in me. Glory to God. And many times, many times as believers, we walk around, oh, it's terrible, Lord. I don't know why you put this burden on me, Lord. It's so bad when all of the time God says, no, 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 no. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it dwells in you. It's in there. It's in there. You got to stir it up a little bit. It's in there. Mm -hmm. I'm preaching better than you're letting on. I can just hear people say, oh, the world is cursed and I'm cursed and I don't know if I'm saved or not. And there's a lot of people that don't know, but you can, you can satisfy that thought, that conscious. But many times people think the world is cursed and I'm cursed. But you know what Galatians 3.13 says? Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now this isn't built with just old little old things. This is built with screws. This, now this is what I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with this thing. I think we're going to put it in the children's playground and paint it up and make it look like a church or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The jury's out on that. You know, many times we think, oh no, and I, there's probably people here today that, and they think that, oh no, I, I've went too far. I've made too many mistakes. I have, I, I've done too many things wrong. I've made too many people mad. I've done all of these things and God will never, for, never forgive me. But you know what the scripture says? And I love this scripture. It's part of Romans row. It says, Romans 5, 8, it says, while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. See, we got to get this stuff stirred up inside of us. We got we to keep those scriptures fresh in our mind and, and fresh coming out of our mouth because when we do that, we are agreeing with God and we are building our life based upon truth when we do that. So you choose. You're choosing right now. Hey, you guys separate, you two boys. Spread apart. There you go. So we, we decide every time, every time we start uh, addressing the situation, we decide, are we going to build this? Are we going to build something? Man. I have to admit, I do feel better. I didn't know that was coming. So are, so are we going to build something that will not withstand the pressures of life? Are we going to build something that will be disrupted at the very slightest wind blow, the slightest attack from the enemy? Are we going to build that? Or are we actually going to build something that will stand all kinds of tests and trials and turmoil? It's our choice. It's our choice. Now, you know, many times... It comes down to us. I've spoken before and I've said many times before, two things have to happen for us to walk in the blessings of God. And one of them is, is God's part. And God's part was taken care of on the cross. 
and the next part is man's part. And that's where we believe what God says and we act upon it in faith. So we have a choice to make. Do we believe that God's word is true? Do we believe that? Do we believe that God's word is the final authority? Is that what we believe? If the devil says that, that nobody likes you and, and you're a castaway and you're a weirdo and you're ugly and you're this and you're that, is that who we believe? Or do we believe that God created us in his image and that we're in his sight we are perfect? Which do we believe? Do we believe what the Word of God says? If somebody says, well, you can't believe the Word no more, that's old and ancient. Or do we believe what the Scripture says, that heaven and earth may pass away, but my Word shall stand forever? That's what we have to decide. We have to decide whether we're going to frame our world with truth, where, where Christ is your cornerstone, and the Word of God is our foundation? Or are we going to be tossed to and fro like a, like a wave in the sea, James says, tossed back and forth, and one day we're up, and next day we're down and up and down and up and down. I've told you all of that to tell you this. For a, a child of God, faith doesn't start, or it, faith starts when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. But it's not supposed to start, stop there. That's only the beginning. When we receive Christ into our heart as, as our Lord and Savior, it takes faith to receive Him. But let me tell you what else. It takes faith to build this. It don't take no faith to build that. See, this is what the world has to offer. It's based on nothing except ideas and crazy stuff. But if you want to build something like that, it takes faith. Now, I'm going to read to you just a few couple places here in Hebrews 11, and I want to ask you, be thinking as I read this, what is your faith doing? What, are, what, are, what, what is your world looking like? What, what is it looking like? What is it manifesting into? Now, notice this, Hebrews 11, 11, I'm going to read it. It says, by faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive talking about pregnancy, even beyond the proper time of life because she considered him faithful who had promised. Faith did that. By faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to, to conceive because she considered God faithful. You see, you've got to consider God faithful to build this. You've got to agree with him. You can't argue with him one day and, and agree with him to know. No, we've got to agree with God. I think that's probably one of the greatest sins in the churches today is that we disagree with God on a regular basis. Let me give you some more in Hebrews. If you haven't read Hebrews 11, I'd encourage you to read it. Hebrews eleven seventeen 17, it says, By faith Abraham... When he was tested, offering up Isaac, 
And he who had received the promise. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, man, I could never do that. I've heard them say, how could Abraham do that? Sacrifice his own son. He done it by faith. You say, many of you might be saying today, I could never build a a life that looks like this. You can with faith. You can with the word of God inside of you. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do those things. 1121, it says, by faith, Jacob, as he was dying. Notice this. He was dying. He was an old man. And he blessed each of his sons. And he worshiped, leaning on his staff. You know, for, for some people, death will be a time of misery. It'll be a time of dread, a time that people don't want to don't think about. But you know what? It wasn't for Jacob. He was on the verge of death, and he was praising the Lord. He was, at, he was staring death right in the face, and because he had faith in God, he was giving God glory because he knew where he was going. Verse 29, it says, by, pa- by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as though they were passing through on dry ground. How many of you feel like you've got, a, you've got a river in front of you and a mountain behind you? A river in front of you that's impassable and a mountain behind you that you can't climb. Well, I'll tell you what your faith will do. Your faith will stay hooked up with the Word of God and your faith can separate that river and you can walk through on dry ground. And when you get on the other side, you'll be singing and shouting, saying, praise the Lord. Well, whatever. But it's, it's done by faith. It's done by faith. There's no other way to build a life that looks like this other than by faith. It's the only way. Stand with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bow your heads, please. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we worship you this day. We magnify you today, Father. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your word that leads us and guides us. We thank you for your presence that strengthens us and encourages us. We thank you, Father, for all that you do in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, this is what I want to ask you this morning. This right here literally takes to build a To build a life that looks like this, even down like that and destroyed, and it's just not worth, worth much. This life right here takes no commitment whatsoever. It takes, it takes no power. It takes no strength. Literally no commitment whatsoever. You don't have to deny your flesh. You can do whatever your flesh wants to do. You can stay out all night. You can gossip all you want. You don't have to forgive nobody. You can do whatever your flesh wants to do. But on the other hand, to build a life that looks like this, it takes commitment. 
It takes strength. It takes denying your flesh and following God. You know, I don't know why this morning as I was uh, praying and, and meditating on this, I don't know why this came to my mind, but, but it did. You see, the call that, is on, that God has on my life is no different than the call that God has on everyone. If you're here today, God's got a call on your life. Okay? Now, they're different, but they're the same. Let me explain that. The number one thing we have to do that God wants us to do is to follow Him. God's called me to pastor. I've got to follow Him. God's called me to preach. I've got to follow Him. And if you're a child of God this morning, you've got to follow Him. I don't know where you're going. I don't know who you're going to talk to. But the number one thing is you've got to follow Him. And the way we follow Him is to digest His Word and to read His Word. Nothing else will change until you start digesting God's Word. Amen. If you have a need this morning, please come. Please come if you have a need this morning. If you've never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, please come. If you have, a, if you have a issues in your family, if you have issues in your life, I encourage you to please come. Bow down to the altar. Bring your troubles to God. That's really where it starts. Bring your troubles to the Lord. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.